Hey there, you're listening to Mama's Mission, a podcast that unpacks the mission of discipling your kids into a real and loving relationship with the Lord while doing all we do in this crazy thing we call mamahood. So if you're looking for a place to get inspired about discipling your kids, get some actual tools to do so, and to make your journey as a mama that little bit simpler, you've come to the right place. I'm Deb and I can't wait to journey with you as we unpack our missions as mamas together. Welcome back everyone to Mama's Mission. If this is your first time listening here, welcome. If you're a long time listener, thank you so much. I really appreciate you tuning in every week. I'm getting loads of awesome feedback on the episodes and just keep it coming because it's really encouraging. Today we're going to talk about Homeschool 101 and I'm just going to go into the nitty gritty of why we homeschool, how we do it and all that kind of good stuff. And yeah, I hope you get heaps of information out of it. It's not a scripted, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. So without further ado, let's crack into why I actually homeschool. So a little bit of my background is I'm a primary school teacher, been in the profession for, I don't know, 14, 15 years, and I never thought that I would homeschool my child. I was almost like ashamedly one of those people that made fun of homeschool kids. So yeah, how ironic that I'm homeschooling my daughter. Anyway, over the holiday break, my husband and I and our daughter took a two and a half month break with our caravan and we traveled all around New Zealand. And during that time, I really had to make the decision about what we were going we to do when we got back to our how, our home. Because in February, that's when the school year starts here, and that's when my daughter turned five. So over that time frame, I just spent some time with the Lord, and I felt him say to me quite clearly that this year I really would like you to homeschool Mackenzie. Every year he gives me a word, like a theme for the year, and my word for the year came really clear as well to me, which was surrender. And oh my goodness me, have I had to surrender this year. A whole bunch of stuff relating to homeschool. But so anyway, I'm in walking in obedience. It's sometimes tough, but I'm doing it. And there's been heaps of rewards. So in a nutshell, why do I homeschool? It's purely because God's told me to. And ironically, you would think, okay, a teacher, she's all about the academics. I really aren't, I'm really, oh here we go, I really aren't, I'm really not because for me homeschooling, the awesome thing about it, which I'll go into in a moment, but it's all about her spiritual walk and I know that I can guide her really well at home with regards to discipling her rather than her being at school. So let's go into the pros and cons of homeschooling and these are just these pertain to me and my daughter or my daughter and I (laughs) here we go it's in the evening so bear with because it's been a long day yeah so the pros and cons for my daughter and I with homeschooling and I'm only going to go three with each side because there are tons of pros and cons but these are specific to us so the pros first of all obviously as I just mentioned I can get really intentional about what I'm teaching her and I can focus on what's important and what's important to me 
is her spiritual walk. She's totally like she's going to pick up reading and writing and she already is doing really well with that, with her maths, etc. But for me, it's really important that she get that spiritual foundation. So we spend a fair chunk of our homeschooling really going through the word and yeah, just talk, chatting really just in general about God and making him really real to her. That's what it is for me anyway. Really important. Another pro is I can see the progress that she's making. You can totally see this when your child goes to school, but it is so rewarding just reading with her and teaching her how to read and numbers and things like that. And she's recognizing things and reading sentences and I get to see it firsthand. It's really encouraging and Yeah, there's no greater feeling, I think, than actually being the one to teach your child how to recognize a number or a sentence or a concept, etc. The last pro, so the first one was I can focus on what she's learning. The next one was I can see her progress. And the third one is flexibility. I think a whole lot of people are going to have that as a pro for homeschooling. Obviously, if my daughter sleeps in, it's not that big a deal. We don't have to get up and rush out the door straight away. Are we still, you know, I still like to crack into the homeschooling day fairly swiftly, um, which I'll go into shortly when I tell you about the typical day for us. But yeah, it's, it's so flexible. You can totally go with the flow. And I usually break up the day quite a bit. So with a school day, you usually get your allocated chunks of time to have morning tea, have a play, etc. But with our day, I can just read her. And if she's really not into it, you know, we'll do a bit, have a break, go and jump on the tramp, have a run around, or we'll take a break. We'll go for a walk. We'll go into town, like whatever. It's super flexible. And also, I like to homeschool during the normal school holidays so when everyone's at home then the kids are at home typically it means like no extra curricular activities are on during the term and that means that gives us a lot more time on our hands so I do homeschool her during that time and just at random if I found that we've got a really busy week ahead socially we just don't really educate that week like do a whole lot of schooling and it is awesome because it averages out really And I just love the flexibility. As with everything, I guess there are cons. And in this case, there are cons for me. So I've shared three pros and the three cons for homeschooling is, let's see, it's lonely for my daughter. She's an only child. Currently, we are expecting a child to, our second child to join our family in April. But yeah, she's an only child. She's five and a half And it gets a little lonely for her at times, you know, there's only so much playing with her I can do. We do play a lot of like baby play, she's really into like family play, so we do a lot of that together, but I don't really want to be on the floor playing with her all day, other than schooling her, and yeah, so (laughs) that's what we do like a lot of but she also gets quite lonely so it's a little bit hard for her she does need her social time there is no me time necessarily when you're homeschooling um it's you know it's a sacrifice and it is a little bit hard because you're at home with your child a lot of the times and when you go out and about into town and whatever a lot of people comment on 
when are you going to school or why aren't you in school and it doesn't phase me at all it may phase other parents but it doesn't phase me and I just say hey I educate her usually I get a lot of oh my gosh you're so amazing um but yeah this is a pretty big sacrifice and I big ups to anyone who homeschools because you are really putting your child before yourself in a lot of cases and heck as mums we tend to do that quite a lot of the time anyway but it's just become more and more evident that that's what you're doing when you're homeschooling your child you you don't get those breaks I'm super blessed because in New Zealand we get 23 hours of childcare and up until when our child is six and Mackenzie, my daughter, is five and a half, so she still falls in that. So every Monday and Friday, she has her social time where she goes to her daycare for the day. So we only educate three days a week, which re- works really well for our family. But she still gets her social time. I get a bit of me time, which really helps out. But in the re- big scheme of things, like when we hit the real world next year, all those things go free childcare, so it is a sacrifice with personal time. And the last pro to homeschooling would be, I guess you don't have the opportunity necessarily to work outside the home. Obviously, in New Zealand, things have changed quite drastically for us recently with um, teachers You know, it's become mandatory for them to have the vaccination, which I'm not a fan of. And unfortunately, that affects my ability to teach. But I can't necessarily pull an income in when I'm at home with my daughter educating her. It does make it a little bit tricky. This is a reality reality for a lot of people. I have known people who have worked in the evenings and you know once their husband gets home they take over obviously the schooling's been done for the day but they work in the evening uh we could probably do that but that would be really difficult and then of course you could combat that by working online which hey isn't that like the ultimate but I think with homeschool a big con would be income you know you're not pulling anything unnecessarily or you can't work outside the home as easily as you could if you're as if your child were in school so yeah those are the pros and cons for us I'll keep it short with only three each although I could probably go on but those were the first three of each that came to my mind so I guess um, I want to also cover planning I am a teacher by profession and a planner, being the the first child and all, and I love planning. It's just something that I thrive on and I do well. So with my homeschooling, I have a whole bunch of resources that I've accumulated and I plan for the week. So usually on a Sunday, I'll plan for the week and I'm only planning three days, as I said, because we only teach you for three days, but it usually and it's usually pretty pretty easy to do I've got to say like I know which resources I use I think the only thing that takes time is when I and want to inject some creativity or difference in the homeschool day because it can get a bit monotonous just like any day and I use Pinterest as a huge tool for that they have so many resources out there and I just peruse Pinterest and grab a whole bunch of ideas. So 
that's probably the most time consuming part of the whole planning thing. But planning doesn't take me very long. I have seen other people that do backwards planning, I think it's called. So they kind of do their homeschool day, just go with the flow kind of thing. And then they write down everything that they've done. So it's not necessarily planning for the day, but yeah. And I have tried that, but my nature just couldn't do it. And I like to know ahead of time, okay, I want her to achieve this for the week and this and this. And that by planning, that totally helps me out. (laughs) And the last thing I really want to tackle is the typical day for us. It varies, obviously, day to day, just like every day is a bit different. Typically, my daughter will get up, oh, it varies in time, but she's not allowed out of her bedroom before 8 o'clock. So 8 o'clock is like, that's when she knows, okay, I can come out of the room. So let's say she gets up at half past 7, she plays in her room for about half an hour, comes down at 8 o'clock, and at that time I'm already up, you know, I've had my quiet time, I'm having some downtime in the morning, and gearing myself up for a day with her, which it's not a not a huge thing because I really enjoy her company. It's awesome. So she comes down. She either, you know, she gets something for breakfast if she's hungry. A lot of the time she's not. So a lot of the time she just cracks into, wants to crack into schooling quite quickly. And that means that she gets our Bible our devotional, and then our shared reading book that we're reading. We're currently reading A Pilgrim's Progress, but the child's version, wow. Okay, totally recommend that. The The chapters are like super short. There are like two pages, a page and a half, nothing major. Sorry, just had an interruption with a phone call there. <laughs> that's my husband, not myself, so that's pretty cool. Have to read twig that during editing anywho um yeah so where was a typical day for us and she cracks into learning quite quickly we go through those three things so we read the bible together it's not a not a long story we discuss it I ask her a few questions about what we've read then we do a devotional and that's again about a short bible story but it has a few questions with it and we enjoy that. And then we do our shared reading book and that's really, really cool. After that, sometimes Mackenzie, my daughter, just wants a bit of a break. You know, she wants to go walk around outside, have a play, whatever. As I said, the pro of homeschooling is go with the flow, flexible. So if we don't have anything on that day, she totally can. So we have a deck um, attached to our tiny house (laughs) and... She, I just take her toy box outside and she plays in the sun because the sun's been coming out quite a bit recently. And yeah, we have an awesome chilled morning. Eventually, um, we'll come inside when I feel like the time's right. I'll kind of prep her, hey, we're going to crack into school in about five minutes. And she, so she knows. The next thing, like we do like these those heavy duty subjects. We do reading and this year I've bought the book Teach Your Child to Read and 100 Easy Lessons. I did a bit of research surrounding the book and there were some pros and cons as I mentioned with everything but the pros seem to outweigh the cons and I've gone through the book, uh, what are we on, like 100 lessons and I think we're on like number 40 or something. I aim to get the book finished by the end of the Yeah, and it's fairly simple because you just go through activities. And my gosh, 
I was a little bit dubious about teaching my daughter how to read because even though I'm a teacher, I'm not a new entrance teacher by any means and I haven't taught kids necessarily to read. In fact, I love reading, but teaching reading is way different. So this book has given me the confidence to teach reading and I think even if you're a novice, it would totally give you the skills that you needed too. So I highly recommend that book, Teach Your Child to Read in 100 Easy Lessons by Siegfried Engelman. I'll link it in the description anyway. So after we do reading, I like to do like, as I mentioned, the heavy duty subjects. So we do writing and that's pretty much my daughter drawing a picture of anything that's come to her mind usually it's about her grandma because grandma's like flavor of the month or flavor of the year or flavor of whatever so she loves writing about grandma or her baby cousin which is awesome so we draw a picture we talk about what she's going to write about and then we write about it and that's been really cool as well just seeing the development the progress you know the confidence in writing and hopefully I'm helping her get more confident and enthusiastic about it because initially she was like "Mm, not that keen on this at all but it has improved so (laughs) that's always plus after we do reading and writing then we do a whole bunch of alphabet work I've just picked a whole bunch of books at random I just go to the local bookstore and have a flick through things and if I think that could work for us I buy it so a lot of book work with her it's really simple and she enjoys it she does it really easily we go through the calendar so we do the days of the week and recognizing numbers and we go through the weather and things like that Uh, What else do we do? We also are currently going through the alphabet again and really unpacking each letter and associating a scripture with each letter. So currently we're on D and so we do the scripture for the week. We do actions with the scripture and then The next time we look at the scripture, we go through it again with the actions. We find all the letters in a magazine that we can cut out. So I I get her to find as many D's as she can because that's what we're on. And then we cut those out, stick them into our book. And then the third thing, which, oh my gosh, this is like the best thing ever for a homeschool mama or any teacher out there, okay, teachers use this too in school, is putting on YouTube and there's this um, channel that teaches kids how to draw and it really goes through step by step. I think the guy must have worked for like Disney or something. He's, he's legit. But I go through and I look up the letter that we're focusing on. So for example, this this week was D. So I looked up, you know, how to draw a donut and that she went through that and it's guided. You put it on the screen for them and it's just so easy. She sits there and enjoys drawing and learning and following instructions and listening to instructions and they're not my instructions. So that gives you me a bit of a breather to kind of sit down It's not so intensive. I don't have to be with her during that. I really, really enjoy that. And then during a homeschool day, like that's more of the heavy duty stuff. Oh, of course, I also go into maths a bit. We're looking at number recognition. So she's got one to 10 nailed and I really want her to nail like uh, one to 20. So we're really unpacking the teens numbers at the moment. What does that mean? And that's going to take some time to 
get in her head, I think. But we go through a bit, a bunch of maths, and then that's our academic stuff taken care of. We then usually do a bit of baking together. We go for a walk together. We go into town, like we go and visit someone. A whole bunch of stuff, really. But typically, the homeschool day with breaks, it kind of goes for about an hour and a half to two hours. It's not that intense because you can move at your child's pace. And a lot of the times, you know, we get it over with and we've got heaps of time on our hands. Another thing I also implement into our typical homeschool days, we do all the learning usually before lunchtime. So lunchtime means that we have lunch together, we have a bit more of a play, a lot of play is in her day. And then we have an hour of bliss, which is quiet time, which means I turn the timer on for an hour, she goes to her room and she just plays quietly. She doesn't have a screen nothing like that, she just plays quietly by herself and she knows that when that timer comes off she can come out and that is utter bliss, like for me I get a bit of hour of downtime so I guess that's combating one of the cons with homeschool because I said you don't get a whole lot of downtime, I do get a little bit which is really nice so I would thoroughly um, (laughs) recommend people implement that into their homeschool day if they could. The last thing I really want to tackle with this episode is the next steps for us. As I said, I've been obedient with the Lord and he's asked me to step out and homeschool our daughter. And next year, I don't know what the future holds. I know we're having a baby. I know I didn't really want to homeschool with a newborn as well. That would be really challenging, but I am up for it. So I'm currently seeking the Lord and his will. And at the moment, he's put me into a really awesome position with um, a job position where I'm writing curriculum this term for a new school in the area. And it's a Christian school. So I'm really excited about that. And that will give me a feel or a really good feel for the school. So I will know whether I should choose to send our daughter there or not. So it's something that I'm putting a whole bunch of prayer into. But those are our next steps. We have to make the call by, I would say, January because <laughs> I've got to, yeah, apply for homeschool, you know, get her exemption and everything. So if I do choose to homeschool, so yeah, that's where we're at. So I hope you've enjoyed learning a little bit about our homeschooling, why we do it, what it looks like for us, the pros and cons and all that good stuff. If you have any questions, I'll gladly answer them. And the best place to reach me, oh goodness, at the moment I'm doing like a bit of a social media fast. But yeah, I guess the best place to reach me would be Instagram with a dash of Deb. And yeah, just try me there. I have so appreciated you listening. Um, I really, really appreciate it. I cannot say that enough. And I hope that you have an awesome and blessed week. Catch you next time. That does it for this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in to Mama's Mission. And if you like what you heard, it would be awesome if you gave us a review. Catch you next week.